Welcome back to Discovery Call. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and today we are going to talk to a podcast manager. That is right. Podcast manager today is talking to a podcast manager. And it was a ton of fun. So you're going to meet Brandy. And she really helps business owners launch and maintain their podcast. And anyone here who has recently launched a podcast or has one themselves understands why a podcast manager would be helpful. In fact, I myself, who has one, as you can tell, I wouldn't mind one myself. We really talk about differences between maybe a podcast manager versus a podcast editor and all the things that come into that. So without further ado, let's meet Brandy. Welcome to Discovery Call Podcast, where we are all about connecting business owners with their next person to meet their outsourcing needs. Business owners, I know it can be hard to find that right person when you are ready to outsource your business. So come here, listen in a Discovery Call, get to know someone, and find your next person even faster. But service providers, this podcast is for you too. We get to cheer each other on, learn from each other, and honestly, grow our network even more. So everyone tune in because I know you are ready to finally level up your business and this is the place that will help you do so. All right. Well, Brandy, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell our listeners a little about you, where you're from and what you're all about? Yeah. Hi, Danny. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, but I've lived in a few places since then. I lived in Philadelphia and LA for about eight years between the two working as a nurse. And then I quit and moved to Spain to teach English. Awesome. And is that where you're at right now? Are you still in Spain? Yes, I'm in Madrid. Awesome. And so now after all of that, what do you do now? Now I am a podcast manager. Um, But in between nursing, there were a couple other things. Um, Yeah, the teaching burned out from that. Try the general VA route and then finally niched in podcast management. And so when did you start your VA journey? Uh, It was about a year and a half ago friend recommended an online course, taught kind of a little bit of social media, a little bit of blogging, and then podcast management was tucked into the bottom. But I felt like I had to work through all of their modules first. I don't know why. And then I felt like I had to like get my foot in the door. Like I saw how other people were doing. Oh, my client launched a podcast. So that's how I started working on a podcast. Uh, I didn't know I could just call myself a podcast manager and start marketing myself. until I took a podcast specific program and yeah, here I am. I love it. Did some testimonial work, which like I was warned, did not turn into paid work. Uh, I started subcontractor work, writing show notes for a podcast agency. And I enjoyed that as a way to kind of hone in on like my writing skills, which I realized I have some. (laughs) I love when people realize they have writing skills. One question I wanted to ask you is that I find that as a fellow podcast manager myself, there are two terms that get kind of interchanged around. And so there's the podcast editor and then there's a podcast manager. So could you kind of explain to our audience, what is the difference? What, what do you think the difference could be between those two? Yeah, I'll give you my take. Cause I think it depends on who you talk to. If you ask three people, you might get three different answers. But to me, when I hear podcast editor, I think of someone who focuses on the audio of it. And from the Facebook groups I'm in, the people who call themselves editors have quite the background in audio engineering, even music producing. It's kind of intimidating when I'm in some of these groups and see their background. I am starting to notice that some podcast editors are offering more services like writing show notes, promotional graphics, et cetera. But to me, podcast manager is someone who manages all of the pieces. Um, They might do all of the things themselves, the editing, the show notes, the graphics, the scheduling and uploading to the podcast host. They might outsource it, 
but they have their hand in kind of all of the pieces. Yeah, that's the same thing that I see because I've been in those groups too where there's podcast editors and I am like blown away all that they know about audio engineering. They probably like bachelor's degree in audio engineering. It's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And, and then there's just podcast editing that I do. I manage mostly like the conversational podcast where can you take out the awkward ahs and ums and, and just reformat a few things here and there. So yeah, I, I like that distinction. And what are the things that you see that a podcast manager would manage in a podcast? Because some of the listeners may be thinking of starting one and they're kind of like, what does that all entail? So how would you break that down? Well, I think the, the word management is in it. And so a part of podcast management is project management. So I know some podcast managers who will outsource various parts of the process and manage all of the team members and the pieces and make sure they all come together. So as far as launching a podcast, there are certain things that you need to do before you even get to uploading an episode. So it's making sure all the things get done and get done in the right way. Yeah. Do you help people find guests for their podcast? I haven't done that yet. It is one of the services I'm offering in kind of my highest package. It's kind of the, the add-on package. And it is something that their podcasters are definitely looking for to get guests on their podcast, to add value to their audience. It depends on Depends on your podcast and your audience and what you're going for, whether that makes the most sense for you. But being a guest on other podcasts is also a whole other element to podcasting. Yes, yes. I find that to be so true. If you could just get on other people's podcasts and help pitch the podcast to guests, it makes such a such an impact on the marketing of that podcast. And so there was another thing. I didn't have this in the questions, but I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, a lot of people really struggle with the marketing side of their podcasts, if you have not noticed that as well. And I think that there's many reasons for this, but what do you tell someone who's coming to you and they want you to manage their podcast, but they say, I need you to help market the podcast. What are the few things that you really focus on? Well, one of the things that's in my packages is creating the graphics and audiograms. So that little, you know, sound bite with an image behind it, you see the moving wave. That's really good to have, but also just talking about it. Like if we're on talking about Instagram and this is something that I'm having to remind myself with my own podcast to not just post hey, new episode, especially if the account is specific for the podcast, you want to be adding, you know, more value than just, Hey, go listen to this episode. The audience, the followers want to know why, otherwise I'll just go right through it because, you know, people are busy but getting on stories and talking about the latest episode, putting your face and, and then maybe ending with some sort of, you know, sticker or poll at the end related to the episode. If you're touching on a pain point, is this you, have you experienced this? And then that leads to conversations in the DMS. And then those people are more likely to tell their friends about the podcast. Exactly. I always tell people it's kind of like a hodgepodge method a bit. Like you put a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but it really does come to the point where you have to be specific about what it is that your podcast covers and make that very clear to people who are scrolling. Let's be honest, <laughs> reaching out to scrollers who are going to be consuming your content quickly. Absolutely. Stopping so, that scroll. Yes, exactly. And how can we, how can we do that? And also like even just connecting people to listen you kind of have to provide many entry points. And you notice that like there's, if you listen to Apple podcasts, go here. If you want to listen to Spotify, go over here. Like, or mm -hmm. I use a different 
app than any of those. And so I just get used to finding the name, getting your name out there and spreading the word. And making sure the name is searchable. Yes. For that very example. <laughs> yes, exactly. Make your name searchable. And keeping on top of the terminology because it's follow now, not subscribe. Exactly. They changed that. Okay. And so and that is because Apple Podcasts, explain that to our listeners. Why is it not follow, no longer subscribe? Because Apple said so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I just heard a stat recently, and I hope I don't get it wrong, that ooh, it was either 40 or 60. And I know those aren't super close, but they are complimentary. One of those percentages of listeners of podcasts are collectively on other platforms. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all the other ones that aren't Apple make up a significant chunk. Yes. I'm one of them. <laughs> but not on Apple. I, I personally like Google. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so, and I think that's because Apple switched to that because they made a paid listenership option. Yes. They are moving, move that direction. Just like, you know, the other platforms are, which is one of the exciting things about podcasting, how it's always changing on one end. It can be annoying. Like, Oh, I have to like change things again, but also, Ooh, I get to change things again. Like what new and exciting thing is going on now? It is really a growing platform. I feel like we have not yet seen podcast fully explore its potential. I agree. Yeah, it's growing. It definitely is growing, but there is so much more to be unpacked and explored in the podcast realm. So as a podcast manager, what are the specific strengths that you bring to the table when you're working with your clients? For me, I think it's my ability to kind of zoom in and out and I'll explain what I mean by that. Like my eye for detail, I think as far as editing the audio and picking up on those really tiny background sounds that maybe someone else wouldn't have, but just to improve the listening experience and creating the graphics uh, in Canva. I have so much fun with that. And I love, you know, making sure everything aligns right, but also being able to zoom out and kind of provide support for the overall vision and growth of the podcast, making sure all the pieces are kind of heading in the direction that the podcaster wants to go in. And for me, there's an ownership aspect in calling myself a podcast manager versus an editor where I would, you know, the client uploads the file, I edit it, make it all nice and pretty and just send it back. For me as a podcast manager, I'm not like necessarily a, you know, a team member in the sense that like they're my employer and I'm employee, like a traditional job, but I feel like I have somewhat of a, you know, a vested interest in the show. So what would be that number one advice that you would give any podcaster, and we could be talking to people who are dreaming of starting a podcast, just starting a podcast, or they've been doing this for a while. I guess you could get different advice for those two, three different categories, but <laughs> what would be your advice? Yeah. Um, I think I have advice for those who have thinking about starting or just about to start, just start, you know, before you've thought about the perfect name for your podcast or set on the perfect cover art or found like the best mic or headphones, whatever it is, just start uh, for the tech, go do a Google search, find maybe the two or three most common options that come up, maybe go in some Facebook groups and just choose between those and just start. You can always upgrade later. So just get out of your own way and just start. And I say this for the listeners as much as to like remind myself as far as to like to keep going or starting something new, whether it's a new offer, you can apply this to any aspect of your business or life. You're probably thinking too much, just start and then look at it as a fun experiment and learn as you go. And I think as far as those who have been podcasting for a while is to kind of re-examine your ideal clients, your ideal listeners, your 
vision for the podcast and make sure you, you still want that or if it's changed and are you still serving your audience in the best way that you can? Right, right. Yeah. Taking stock on what your audience really wants from you. I've heard some interesting stories of podcasters reaching out and kind of doing some form of survey or taking assessment and being a bit surprised. I want their listeners like, I want more of this. Yeah. And you can also go back and look at your most popular episodes and maybe they might not be the ones that you thought or the ones that, oh, they didn't like that really cool idea I had for this episode. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Accepting that. <laughs> I know. I know it's a bummer. It's a tough pill to swallow. It is a bummer. You're like, I thought this was awesome and they did not start it. <laughs> and it might be awesome, but just not awesome for your current listeners. What are some tips and tricks that you have to help manage your own podcast? So there are a few people who are listening and they want to level up to the point where they're going to get a podcast manager. They just know that this is the top of their funnel because a lot of businesses use their podcast at the top of their funnel, but they need to survive until they get there. So what are some tips and tricks that you would encourage them to do? Asana and a co-host. I say Asana as a project management system, something to keep you organized. That's what I use for my podcast and a co-host. I knew I needed from the beginning to maintain some amount of accountability uh, to avoid the dreaded pod fade. And some other things that we do is batch record when we feel like we have the energy to, I think that gets pushed a lot and it's good advice, but to, to think about, oh, is that something I can do? Uh, we've done two at most. And that's, I think the limit. And yeah, you're right. That is um, encouraged quite a bit, batch episodes, batch record. And, and it works for me when it comes to batch recording, I I'm a mom with three kids. And so I don't know, I guess I could get them all out of the house and have a day, but it just, for me, it works just do it by bit, bit by bit. So, and I think that's totally fine. So I, I just hope that people don't, don't feel like guilty or, you know, too pressured into doing that if you know, it won't work from you, but I also like to plan out episodes. So have like a brain dump list of all the things I might want to talk about. And then when it comes time, Oh, oh look, we have that idea right there. That sounds good. So in that moment of, Oh, we're getting close to needing to prepare another episode. The ideas are right there. I don't have to get into creative mode. Right. Yes. When you have that creative mode and use and abuse that and get that list down, get those ideas down. And I think for those just starting out to not overcommit yourself, because I feel like there's also a little bit of pressure to do weekly episodes. Some people even do twice a week, which I could never keep up with for myself. I feel like, cause the client work always seems to come first and, but it's okay to start out with two a month, even once a month. I know people do. And there are also people that are doing now like the um, like capsule podcast, just doing short mini series and having that be like an evergreen part of their content strategy. And, and it can really work. That's one of the coolest things about podcasting is besides the fact that it could be the top one of your business and it gets you out there and people getting to know you in such a cool way that just does not happen through blogs and like the social media realm is that you literally get to make up your own rules. <laughs> you get to choose how often and honestly, as an avid podcast listener myself, I appreciate the people who are not posting too much. <laughs> like I have, I have mm -hmm. a balance. I have some people who are posting more often and I love them, but then there's like that one that shows up like once a month or every other week. And I'm like, I can keep up with you. Thank you <laughs> as a listener. And you're excited to listen to that next episode. It's not like, Oh, there's another episode. Even one of my favorite podcasts, the minimalist, if I can't keep up with their, they do a private podcast. So it is two a week for me. I'll get behind and be like, ah, so yeah, those less frequent ones can be totally fine. 
Exactly. And I think that should give a ton of listeners some freedom to be like, okay, I could do every two a month or one a month. Um, you build that suspense and those avid podcast listeners, I'll subscribe to you. They'll probably be like, okay, thank you. You know, we can, mm-hmm. that's a pace you can handle. So and you can always increase. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've seen some people who did once a week and then they will increase to twice a week, but they'll make it like a little mini episode, like 15 minutes of a quick tips of whatever. And that has been effective too. Yep. I like that. All right. So what would be the size that someone is ready to work with you? I think there, there's a, a distinction between ready to launch or pass over uh, an existing podcast for launching. I think if you've been sitting on, on an idea for a while, if you've been saying to family and friends, oh yeah, that my idea for my podcast, or when I start my podcast, how long have you been saying that? What are you waiting for? Goes back to the thing I was saying, just start. The time is now. I think if you've decided that you want a podcast as part of your sales funnel, top of funnel, part of your content marketing strategy for your business, and there's just no time. You have a full plate. How are you going to add on? Because it's a lot that goes into managing a podcast, the editing, the writing, the graphics, the uploading and scheduling. And you know, also if those things are just things you don't have any interest in learning. Like we were talking about the changing trends. If you don't care to be a part of the podcast world, staying on top of the trends, I think those are all signs that you should hire out instead of going the DIY route. Yes. Because if you don't want to get started with something that you can't keep up with, and then you just kind of, oh, I started a podcast and I haven't done anything with it for a while. Something I even address with clients as a podcast manager to make sure they stay on top of the recording and to make sure they know from the beginning that it is still a commitment. Even if when you are you know, hiring someone, the recording, the planning, that it is still a task and you need to be willing to commit to a schedule, which is where the biweekly or even monthly could be handy. And what is the process working with you? Do you launches or do you mostly focus on long-term management? I do both. So right now I have a mix of clients. There are a couple that I launched myself. So the ones I launched myself, I now manage. And then I am still doing subcontractor work, but as an editor, I'm no longer offering more editing only services. So my packages on my website is the launch. Once we've had our discovery call and you know settled on the proposal contract invoice all based on the exact needs it's very customizable then you know we have a bit of a kickoff call and strategize uh six week launches a maximum of eight using my project management tool to stay on top of all the timelines and you know we'll go back and forth to approve templates um for the graphics uh show note style things like that but then once we're launched and ready to go you just upload the audio and then I do my thing. So the, the management I offer, so the launch service will often will turn into the management and it's doing the editing, writing the show notes, creating the graphics and scheduling and uploading them all and keeping an eye on the monthly stats and seeing if there's any room for, for improvement. I'm in the process of adding a podcast audit offer to my website. It's not there yet. Stay tuned or reach out if you want to be a beta client for that. First podcast launch I helped out with was, was three weeks That's and fast. it was too fast. <laughs> I think four weeks is like the shortest it should be. Yes. I may have been crying in my office at one point or not. I may not have. It's just, it was a bit too fast. So, <laughs> so basically not say we cry every time I manage your podcast, but we will cry for you if necessary, I guess, but um, <laughs> I'm not speaking for Brandy. <laughs> But yeah, it could get a little crazy, but like, that's one of the thing is like with podcast management, I know I'm sure sure the same way 
Let's stick to that schedule. Let's have it so that there are no emergencies. It doesn't have to be full of emergencies. This is something that we can manage and control. Absolutely. Excellent. So, uh, right. Are you learning right now? I'm learning a few things. I'm just okay to have more than one. One of the things is how to network in a way that feels sustainable to me. And I, I'm including showing up on social media. There's sometimes where I have the energy to do all those things. And sometimes I don't. And so kind of accepting that, but at the same time, really, I want to dive more into like SEO best practices. I, we touched on that a bit earlier, but you know, to improve your show notes so they can be found by search instead of word of mouth and guessing on other podcasts in those forms of getting your podcast out there, making sure your titles are optimized and there's just so much to consider. I think I want to get a bit more into audio repair. I have RX9 standard on my computer from a Black Friday sale, but I've not learned the ropes yet. I have a I've bookmarked a couple online courses because I need someone to show me. And I'm I'm the same way with social media. I have a week where I'm doing great and then Absolutely. it's like I recover. And so it's, yeah, it's finding something that works for you. That's important. Awesome. Well, Brandy, thank you so much for coming to this podcast and share what you do. It's fun to talk with a, a fellow podcast manager. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. It was awesome having Brandy in the podcast today. And if you are looking for a podcast manager and would like to connect with her, all of her information is in the show notes. I love giving you all options when it comes to podcasting. There might just come a point where your business is just too busy to keep up with all the demands a podcast has. So reach out to Brandy and she would love to talk to you about it. So without further ado, I hope you're all really loving your summer. If anyone is curious about the rock update from my son that I got for his birthday, um, it is still rolling. <laughs> we are in phase three. So the rocks are getting smoother. Uh, there is progress. But we definitely have about two more weeks left of rolling these rocks. And yeah, I will have to uh, show pictures on my social media channels, which by the way, you can totally follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, if you really want to as well. Yeah, I, I you know what, Instagram and LinkedIn, I would just recommend those places. But I would love to connect with you there as well. All right. So hey, have a wonderful week, y'all. And I will see you on the next discovery call.